G'day guys and welcome once more to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. This episode is going to be on things that drive me crazy as a personal trainer in the fitness industry. That was a bit of a, a mouthful, but long story short, the things that as a trainer who has been a personal trainer now for almost 17 years, the industry has changed dramatically to when I obviously got into the industry, there wasn't social media. Um, and then in the rise of social media, it has been some amazing positives. There's been some pretty big negatives. And definitely recently being someone who obviously is on social media and posting on different platforms, there's certain things that are, are positives. Obviously, I'm able to work with a lot of people. I'm able to talk to a lot of people. I'm able to get my my methods out to thousands of you all over the world, which is amazing. But there's also things that are, are you really struggle with in the industry as a coach, especially dealing with the likes of social media. There's positives of social media where you are able to really get your get your knowledge out to a much bigger audience than obviously when I was working in a gym with a few thousand members. Now, obviously, social media, you're potentially opened up to a whole world of people dependent on the good old algorithms of social media. But there's certain things that definitely just talking to, you know, my brother who's a coach and people like Sheridan who's a, obviously a great coach and other friends in the industry are all sensational coaches Something that we really see is probably a quite a different perception of the fitness industry to a lot of people who aren't in it or obviously who aren't working in it. I think a lot of people, obviously, they see social media and go, oh, cool, this person's this and this person's that and they post this and they know that. And you're off, often a lot of the time taking a lot of good faith into people's content. So you think, oh, well, this person posts this, so therefore they must be that and so on and so on and so on. And the hard thing is, is that everything is not always as it seems. So I don't want this podcast to be something super negative, but I want to kind of show you the the realistic thoughts of someone like myself who is a true personal trainer, educated in the industry for a long time. And these are the kind of concepts that, other really good coaches, I think, do feel themselves. So here's a number of things that I find quite hard in social media. And again, this is not trying to talk bad about anybody at all, but this is just how I feel. And with the Coach Mark Carroll podcast, obviously, it's a good platform for me just to get my thoughts and feelings out there. So here we go. So the first thing that I find really frustrating with social media is that Anyone can copy someone's content, which has taken them years and years to learn. And then that same person thing can claim it as their own or claim it that knowledge they're putting out as almost an authority figure in the industry to their audience. When in actual fact, obviously, the content they're putting out is something they actually haven't learned. One of the great things on social media is that people put out a lot of Content, you put out content because you want to give out to the world. The more you give, often in life, the more you get back. The more you can show to your audience that you know what you're talking about, again, 
the idea is that hopefully people will resonate with your knowledge, but people will think, wow, this person knows what they're doing. They can potentially help solve my problems. But the hard thing with social media though, as well, from my perspective, as someone who has done endless courses, seminars, internships around the world before it was really kind of trendy and before I even had a a successful business, you know, I was traveling around the world doing courses costing thousands of dollars. I was spending probably about 20% of what I was making on learning education courses. Um, Yeah, I was literally traveling to Europe, America to do private internships with coaches and learn these things or the coaches would come when they would. Great coaches come to travel, obviously being Australia a long way away from a lot of places in the world. It was rare for a coach to come. And then when they did come, it would cost a fortune to work or go to a seminar with someone because they might have you know, flown across the world and to spend a couple of days here. So obviously they need to make their money back. So for me, it was always kind of going to courses and there might be 10, 15 trainers in a seminar. And it was kind of the same trainers who would be in these same seminars and paying a fortune because we all wanted to learn and stuff like that. But the great coaches a decade ago were not obviously putting their content on social media. It was much more hidden. You saw that they had big names and might write a blog, but to actually get access to their knowledge, you'd have to pay an incredible amount of money to learn because, again, this was their lifetime's work. And so for me, I wanted to learn. I wanted to be the best coach possible. I wanted to be the best coach in the world. That was always my goal and still is. So I'd pay everything I could to go learn, and it was a lot of money, especially when you weren't making much money. And I, you did that with the idea because you want to learn desperately. But nowadays on social media, what happens is is that everyone is – basically contesting with everyone else to a large degree. So people are putting out content and each year the content is getting greater and greater and greater and more in depth and more in depth. Remember social media on Instagram seven, eight years ago, it was just normally a a photo with a quote or something like that with a person with a great body. That was the depth of social media. But nowadays, lots of great coaches putting out high level content because they want to show people they know their stuff And what happens is as the industry becomes more and more saturated, you have to put out more in depth, more in depth, more in depth. And that's great, but it's also a standard of people who haven't done the work to go learn. What do they do? They go all over social media and they take from someone's content and then they copy that content word for word, shot for shot, and then post it as their own. And often they don't follow you. They don't ever give credit. They almost never give credit. And then they go and do this to their big audience. And basically, you know, they've taken something, for example, I've posted, which has taken me, you know, years to learn, years to apply at a high level and give confidence that I know this works. And then this person who might have been not even a qualified trainer or a trainer for a few months is posting as if that they've done it. And, you know, this is their methods and they understand this completely. And that's something that's really hard on social media is that it's almost like people can just, you know, take all your hard work word for word and make it look like it's their own to obviously be seen as as an authority figure. And so that's something that's really hard for social media for me and, you know, my, my brother and stuff like that is the stuff we put out. It's like things that we've worked really hard on. And these days, so many people can just 
copy it and then there's no real kind of feedback on it other than, well, that person's great. They post all this great content. And with that, obviously, it's not really something they've been using or really even understand to a deeper level. So that's kind of the first thing that I struggle with. The second thing is kind of going on to that is that most coaches on social media have very little have very often never really applied the stuff they talk about online. So there's a difference between talking about, say, principles. So principles being something like energy balance. So energy balance, calories in versus calories out. We know to be in a calorie deficit, that is the key for fat loss. But there's so much nuance to training. There's so much nuance to nutrition. And a lot of that comes down to understanding um, from experience, working with people, working with people for years and years and years. And so often people on social media love to make these really black and white statements. They love to, you know, pound their chest to an ideology. And so often people who are doing this have actually never really applied what they're saying. So they might, again, take it from someone who's really smart and they might use that information. But the difference is, let's say someone who's been in the industry 20 years says something and they're really adamant about that. Well, if they're adamant about that, often they've done it for years and years and years. So they've come to that conclusion through research and also through extensive experience to formulate that opinion. But so often you see, I think, especially in the TikTok generation, super, super young 18, 20 year olds saying things which are just black and white statements as if their life depended on it. And so much of the stuff that you you do as a trainer should come back to, hey, I've learned this, but then I've applied it to see if it works. How does it look in real life? How does it work in real life? Because often it's not always the same as just reading a study and then going apply it. So that's something else that kind of comes back to social media is people being really, really good at saying things on social media, but they've actually never applied it. And it's kind of like, you know, telling someone how to drive a race car or telling someone, you know, when you watch UFC, how they would fight differently, but then they've actually never trained and been in a fight. So that's kind of something out that I always find a bit frustrating. Now, the next thing. So this is something that has always, always struggled with on social media. And it's something I just hate because I just think it's, low energy and that is calling out other coaches to look superior now being in the social media game for a long time in fitness you need to have really thick skin and in australia australia is probably the most known place in the world for jealousy and hating people who are doing well it's a famous thing called tall poppy syndrome you go around the world and people always talk about it. Australia is known for tall poppy syndrome. And it's this idea that when people do really well in Australia, people don't like that and they like to cut them down to then look superior. And that's something that is prevalent in the fitness industry. Well, it's more like an epidemic in the fitness industry. It is people who see other people do well and they want to then call out them to gain traction and to be seen and then to stand on their shoulders to look superior. And this is something that, you know, I've never done. I've been able to build solid businesses and achieve great results and work with thousands of people. And I've never done it by ever talking bad about anybody else. Something I just really, really hate is 
the need to get ahead by putting others down. And it's just something I've never understood in life. Sure, there's people that you don't always agree with or even people that you don't like or have done shit things to you. Trust me, I know it. But to stand out and to really win big in the long run, I do strongly believe that being you and being good at what you do should be what makes you stand out from the crowd in the long term. Yes, you'll get a lot of engagement and short-term wins by creating arguments on social media and wars and trying to look superior and stuff like that to others. But that might look nice in the short term. But in the end, your goal should be to help people achieve great results. So when a person invests into you, you actually deliver on what you've been selling. That is something that takes time. And in order to try and be the best at what you're doing and really have a successful coaching business, it should be around your business being great. Not so much, hey, I'm going to tear other people down to look better. I'm going to try and bring other businesses down to make my business um, higher. My goal has always just been to focus on me. How can I get better? What are my flaws? What could I do better to get people greater results? What can I do to better? Where am I going wrong? So whenever I feel like I'm not going as well as I would like, which is always, because I'm always, always striving to get better in many aspects of life. That's just me. I never try and look out at too much about, well, that's that person sucks or this person's this and that. Like what I try to do is I try to think, well, how can I get better? What am I doing wrong? What can I learn from others? So as I said, there's a lot of stuff that out there with, you know, not so great coaches and it's fine to call out, I think, ideologies. Like let's say, hey, I don't really like keto or let's say I don't like people who say fasting is the, word, is the key to fat loss. The difference is, is that you might not like an ideology. You might not like a method to fat loss or whatever. But there's a big difference to calling out people and people make things so personal. And that's something I just don't agree with and don't think I'll ever agree with. But hey, that's just me. Now, something else on that topic of calling out coaches is something I see so often is when someone posts something as a coach, especially, they might have a thousand posts on their page of high quality content and they might post something that somebody or a few people don't quite agree with. And what happens is people won't follow them and then they'll get tagged in this person's one post. And all of a sudden they go, this person's a moron. And they go and post on their comment section, you're a moron, you're shit, you're that, you're this. And what a terrible coach. And then they'll do stories about this person over one post. And they won't even look into the person's you know, 2,000 high-quality posts or 1,000 high-quality posts or everything they've done. The fitness industry, I just feel, is just so desperate to try and find one area of somebody that isn't perfect, and then they can't wait to jump on and criticize. They can't wait to hate on a person because, again, it's another chance to call out other people to look superior to their audience. They want to look like they're the hero to people. How can I make someone else look bad? to then look like to everybody else who's watching and observing that I'm the hero. And that's, again, the big issue is that there is nothing wrong with disagreement. There's nothing wrong with not seeing eye to eye. But it's when you don't take into account 
the big picture of what is someone's coaching ability or what is some, what someone brings to the table. It's kind of like, let's say you went to Hawaii for a holiday and, you know, 330 of the 365 days a year are perfect sunshine. And then you go there for one day and it's raining. And then your opinion of Hawaii in your one day stopover is Hawaii is the worst place in the world. It's always raining. It's, it's crap. It's wet. It's horrible. It wasn't, it's cold. It's windy. So is that a true, uh, true, um, is that a true reflection of what Hawaii is? No, it's just one day. It just happened to be a bad day. It just happened to be a day, which is, you know, few and far between. And you went 30 other days, you would have got very different days. And that's something that I see on social media. People are so quick to get a snapshot of coaches and quickly blast them and hate on them again to look superior and make judgment instead of going, hey, you know what? I don't agree with that post. And I'm going to say that. I'm going to say, hey, this is how I feel. It always seems to get personal. And again, it always seems to be how can I bring down these other coaches and nitpick and basically, again, go back to trying to be superior. And this is a big, big issue is that when when the fitness industry becomes a really toxic place, it makes coaches not want to post. It makes coaches not want to have an opinion because it just gets filled with bullies. And, you know, we know in life, if you've ever grown up, bullies love to thrive off that stuff. They love to bring people down. And then good people, people who have lower self-esteem, people who have don't have as much confidence, then out of fear want to avoid that place. And unfortunately, then good coaches, educated coaches, aren't able to then get into the market to help people because you get all this bullying going on, which is just everywhere on social media. Now, something else. I'll try to wrap it up with two more points. Now, this is something that's, you know, been seen for years and years and years, and it comes back to people when they choose their coaches, too often they choose their coaches off their physique or they choose their coaches off how many followers they have instead of actually choosing coaches off their ability to generate results for them or their ability to actually help solve their problems. Something that's often really hard to understand, especially when people are new to fitness is that the people with the best bodies don't always have as much knowledge as other people. The people with the best genetics often have found training really easy. Again, this is not always, but often people with great genetics have found fitness really easy. They look at, they go to the gym, they train hard, they get great results. You know, everything grows well. They start dieting and it happens really easily. And often they don't quite understand even why they're getting results or what they're doing. They just kind of hope for the best and they train hard and that works. But for a lot of people, you're going to need a much more detailed and educated way of looking at things because it's not as simple as that for everybody else. This is why, though, you shouldn't just be choosing your coach off how good they look. Cool, they've got a great body. They sell a six-week shredded abs program because they've got abs. This is the issue is that then when people do this, then they get disillusioned because that person didn't have the education that they needed and they felt lost and then they felt like giving up. When this happens, it's really important that you look at what you're trying to achieve in yourself. What's your goals? And then trying to find people who don't just look the part, 
but train people in a similar manner that have achieved results with what you're after. So, for example, if you're trying to um, lose fat in a in a certain situation, or let's say you're trying to lose fat for a comp, just because someone is a pro bodybuilder or a bikini competitor doesn't mean they've necessarily ever trained someone to get lean. They've done a comp. So, majority of coaches, oh, sorry, majority of people who train for comps have their own coaches majority of people who compete have their own coaches and then they do one show and they do well even though they've had a coach for years and all of a sudden they're selling coaching and they're selling challenges and stuff like that off the back of their physique but remember a lot of that time those people who are then doing that is happening after they've been working with a coach for years themselves so not saying that people aren't Educated. There's obviously a lot of competitors who are super, super educated, um, a lot of great competitors in bodybuilding bikini, but don't just see someone's physique as, hey, they must know everything. Or don't just see someone's big following on social media. Oh man, they got millions of followers. Because again, remember, as I said, you build followers off content and it's very easy to copy other coaches' content and reshape it as your own to look like you know a lot of things. So that's why, again, I always want you to think, has this coach actually proven that what they say has delivered results before? Do they have proof that what they're saying is the way to go has delivered great results? What is the proof that what you're saying has actually led to great changes in people? Because social media is filled with people telling you you're wrong. It's filled with saying you're stupid. You should be doing like this. And I always look at their business and they have no results. I always look at their business and they've never said they've coached anyone. They're just good at telling everyone they're wrong without any proof that what they're saying is actually delivering superior results. Now, the last one, and this is something that I definitely struggle with. So, Truthfully, social media has brought me a lot of great things, but it's also been a tremendous struggle. I'd probably say in the last couple of years, being on social media has brought me more unhappiness, more frustration, more depression than any other part of time in my life. It's a very hard thing being constantly having to produce content. But in saying that, it's also allowed me to do things, great things, and um, work with a lot of people and be known my methods and stuff like that. So it's one of those things where there's uh, just that balance. For everything great it brings me, there's so many negatives, especially on my mental health. There's been nothing more painful on my mental health than social media. And with that, the hard thing, why I find social media so hard is because when I came into the industry as a personal trainer, my goal was not to be a content creator. There was no such thing. My goal was to be a great trainer. I want to learn and I wanted to have the ability to just create incredible results. I wanted to just create life-changing transformations. You never got into social media because you wanted to be a content creator. Like if you think about, you know, a decade ago, 15, 20 years ago, Think of it, you know, people who would, their job was to, you know, film things. That was their job, be a cameraman, or there was a person's job to, you know, 
um, read the news and talk, be seen in camera, or you're an actress or something like that. And then you had someone who their job was a marketing person. So they'll specialize in marketing for a company, or then there was someone who would write copy and things like that for a company. Well, when it comes to now fitness industry for, as a personal trainer, you literally need to do everything. You need to ideally really, really be educated. So that's basically a full-time thing for a trainer outside of working. You need to actually work with clients, ideally, ideally in person for a few years and before you go online. And again, you need to be constantly upskilling to learn more, doing courses, internships and stuff like that to get better. Then that's just the base of it. That's just being a trainer. And that's that used to be a full-time job. So working with clients was a massive thing. That was I used to do 40, 50 sessions a week. Then I'd do courses on the weekend or study when I could to learn more. That was my life. And that was a full-time job. But now I'm in a position that every single day I need to go to the gym and create content. You need to be a videographer. You need to be an actor. You need to be a copywriter. You need to um, understand what angles look good. You need to now understand what wording looks good. You need to understand hooks to get people in. You need to create engaging content. You need to do all these things. And then you need to interact with people on social media. You need to reply to all messages over and over again because you don't want to um, obviously not talk to people. You need to be super social. You need to do all these things over and over and over again. It's legitimately a seven-day-a-week full-time job. So people will be like, oh, you're on, you're on your phone at 10 p.m. at night. People, you know, I'm often answering questions of Q and A's and I get people angry about something. Oh, you didn't answer my question. And I'm legitimately answering a question at 11 o'clock at night after waking up at 5 a.m. And this is something just people don't see. And the hard thing for a coach like myself and my brother is that we never got in the industry to be content creators. And so I know a lot of you would be like, well, then don't do social media. But that's just the way the world has gone. You basically need to do it for my skills. I think I'm the best in the world at what I do. With every part of me, I think I'm the best in the world at what I do. But if I don't do social media, how can I help people all around the world? I can't. I can only help people in that small gym I'd be working at. So that's fine. So then you have to do marketing. You have to do selling. You have to do website design. You know, I have to do all these things. And the hard thing is, is that when it comes to fitness these days, I really feel like a lot of people are using the fitness industry just to be famous and popular. So something I was talking to my brother Glenn today about, I was like, you know what? I feel like we're, you know, 90, 95% personal trainers, educators, and then 5% content creators. We're just doing content because we have to. It's a necessity. We're 90, 95% trainers. This is what we've done. This is why we go in the industry. This is what we learn to do, become coaches and get great results. And that's why we do social media to post, to then share what our skills are, what our ability is to help people. But this day and age in the fitness industry, especially the young people coming up, it's really much, very much the opposite. It's basically they're 90, 95% content creators and they just happen to use fitness as their vehicle to be seen and use fitness as their vehicle to become popular and trendy and and whatnot and gain followers because the fitness industry is that you know cool thing at the moment and the hard thing is is that 
you know, for me, I'm basically a CEO of two businesses. I'm an educator. I, you know, write my big programs. I have, I have online clients. I have an education company. I have my coach, Mark Carroll company, um, um, consistently learning. I do all these things, but then, you know, you're obviously now I'm doing a podcast at night and then I've got a, um, I write blogs each week. I write um, posts for two different businesses and stuff like that. And then I have team meetings and stuff like that. The hard thing is, is that as a coach like myself, is that we're often forced to become more content creators than actual trainers. And that's because the demand. It's always like, all right, you did a good post today. Well, then what are you doing tomorrow? And then you need to post tomorrow. And if you don't post every single day at the same time and the perfect timing, yes, all these things, then you get punished by the good old algorithm. And that's why it's really hard these days for coaches, especially really experienced coaches, is that you're constantly just being tugged in so many different directions and like, I need to do this, I need to do that. And with saying that, it's often a standard where I don't think trainers are actually often getting better because it's hard to get better and better and better as a coach when constantly doing other things. And that's the big issue, I think, with social media is that people are getting better at producing content. People are getting better as at creating good lighting and good hooks and stuff like that. They're getting better at being content creators. They're only thinking, well, I only need to learn so much. And if I can copy this other coach's content and I can then, you know, learn from Mark, I can buy his program, copy all that education. And then I'm going to be a full-time content creator and just use it, use better angles and lighting and, you know, selling points and content. Then I'm going to be more popular. And that's what happens is that good coaches, just because their thing might not look as schmick, then get um, pushed back in the algorithm ahead of people who aren't actually as educated, who aren't actually understanding what the knowledge you really need to do to be a great coach. That's what's getting out to more and more people. And then what do people do? Then they more likely double tap and they engage more because they see things being more trendy and cool like that. And so then those in, in that aspect, you're then getting on your social media pushed more and more and more average coaches because you're engaging with the stuff that looks a bit cooler and trendy. So unfortunately, then you're getting lower quality. And that's one of the things that I find really hard on social media is I know so many great coaches these days and they're just getting wrecked by the algorithm. And then we see people who post something we've done with one-tenth of the quality and of the knowledge and explaining it, but it looks slightly cooler and trending sound, which is, you know, I hate that term, trending sound and boosting the algorithm. So that's just something for me, you know, I'm, I struggle with on social media, you know, the whole goal is to be great at what you do. And these days it's not so much about being a great personal trainer. It's not so much about being super educated. It's more about being popular. It's more about finding trending content, trending sounds, cool images and stuff like that. And then just using other people's content to then get ahead. And so I hate it's kind of sound negative and I'm not even negative. I guess I just, you know, just getting my thoughts out there and kind of things I feel. I know of all the personal trainers out there who really work hard on as being a great coach, who do my courses and stuff like that and on Carol Performance at Program Design and stuff like that. I know how much you guys would relate to this. And then for all of you out there who aren't personal trainers who are listening, you know, just think when someone 
like myself is posting, you know, think, oh, you know, they've been coaches for years. And when you're trying to think about, oh, should I, whose program should I do? Think, well, is this person a coach? If if Instagram didn't exist and you just went to a gym, who would be the higher level coaches? And I guarantee you 99.9% of the people with big followings wouldn't be the in-demand trainers in the gym if social media didn't exist because their coaching ability would then be exposed. So that's just food for thought, guys. Um, this is a bit of a rant. I don't even know it was a rant. It was just getting my opinions out there on you know the fitness industry today on social media where it's becoming more about using fitness industry as a big time content creator instead of being a content instead of being a high level coach who just happens to do content because they need to and that's one of the things i think a lot of good coaches really struggle with and it's just being shown more and more but with that guys i hope you enjoyed it and got a little bit of idea of of kind of you know what's in my head and if you do want to use my methods and you want to use my programs programs have been used by thousands of people personal trainers all over the world big night big time coaches have used my programs and you know being someone who's educated around the world go invest in these programs see why so many people use them and all the education in them and go apply them uh, the last in january i think we had about three thousand people sign up to my programs so again come be a part of the coach Mark Harrell team and experience and, you know, see what real high quality coaching is all about. And guys, just, if you can make sure you leave a five-star rating for me, please on um, the podcast. It helps a lot. Thanks so much guys. Bye.